Well, howdy fucking lobsters. A tragic story there of a young woman going blind, losing her eyesight, all because of a thing called love. She has to live with assistance now. She can't drive. She's learning to read Braille. Sad story. I feel bad for her. Maybe we could start a just giving page. Ladies and gentlemen of the flat earth. Whoo shit. If it is not two minutes past ten on the 24th of October, that's a Wednesday. Don't pretend it's not. It's 2018, the Chinese year of the pinger. We're out here. We're out here, ladies and gentlemen. We're just... Lobsters. We're just lobsters in this crazy mixed up world. Up is down, left is right. The gendering sandwiches. Just fucking man-sized tissues. Are, are, they're out. They're gone. Great. Good luck. Good luck cleaning up your loads now, lads. Hey, ha. You're going to have to use a girl-sized tissue. Don't even know what that is. Don't even know what it looks like. Hey, they're filling up the chat. Little Nibbler, the drum and bass farmer, Stin Grief, Dead Bass, ZZ Pick, Squidgy Beats, Flux Radio, Mr. Merc, Scarecrow631. Hey, they're all in there. They're decent folk. They're decent, honest, helpful folk. They help old ladies cross the road. Uh, they've scolded naughty schoolboys for attempting to steal a cooling pie from a windowsill. Uh, they um, they secretly schnaffle treats uh, to dogs under under the table. They're not supposed to, but they do it anyway because they're cheeky. They're cheeky little lobsters. Right, look, we're here, guys, ladies and gentlemen. It's coffee and memes. Steady job and a couple extra potatoes. That's all I want. You're getting on. You're pushing 30, Sluggy. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy. And that's funny and it's, it's, it's kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you. And if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Ladies and gentlemen, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, it's breakfast time, and breakfast means breakfast. You can't deny the breakfast of the British people. You can't do it. Why would you do it? Why would you even want to do such a thing? Awful, terrible, what's going on with my computer? Don't worry about it. Oh, there's some wildness going on. Long-legged Cleggy Waggy's back, remember him? Yep. He's uh, he's not been anyone's favourite for a little while, but he's back. Some Facebook news. Oh, God, what else have we got? Headless chicken sea monsters, as you do. So I will get to that sex robot news. Um, the, we, we, go, we can talk about the best DJ in the whole world, the best DJ alive, the best DJ on the planet. He's out there. He's doing shit. He's just living his life, doing what he can. Um 
Oh, got some decent bits in here, man. Got this, um... Oh! Oh, scared of skin me heartburn. Um, this current value and lockjaw bit called passing. That's nice. Uh, stuff by Quartz, Lurch, Sploobly, Splim Splam, and Spudge. Uh, Oliver Ferrer, Des McMahone. Um, why does no one have, like, normal drum and bass names anymore? Why can't we have, like, um, I don't know, DJ Dave or something, or, like, Gary P, uh, Jeff S. You know, those sort of classic style drum and bass names. They kept it simple with Andy C, Brian G, you know, uh, Rodney P. It's not really a drum and bass. Mickey Finn, you know, it was simple enough. It was easy. It's just like, you didn't feel weird coming up to them afterwards. Like, I mean, it's a little bit weird. Going, oh, excuse me, Mampy. Mr. Swift. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Swift. Excuse me, Filthy Dirty Rich. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, Mr. Rich. Mr. Rich. Oh, Lord of mercy. What's going on in the chat? Uh, some general lobster back and forwards. Uh, yeah, people are confused. 3 a.m. for some people. Look, I appreciate there's a time difference, but look, it's not going to be breakfast for everyone, is it? Yeah, mob tactics and matter. I wonder if mob tactics have got back to me. Probably not. You know, just leaving me out in the cold, aren't they? They don't love me. They don't, they don't want to kiss my lady lumps. They don't want to spend an afternoon down the fucking park with me on the swings, do they? I would like to. That would be a bloody dream. You know, go out to the park, maybe get an ice cream. We could push each other on the swings, go on a seesaw. Is there more than one of them? I don't know. Let's look them up. Mob tactics. There they are. There's two of them. Oh, handsome, good-looking lads. Probably That's probably why they just think that I'm an ugly bastard. They're like, oh, we're not, not going to hang around with old Rankin. He's a twat. He makes bloody crap dubstep tunes. All right, they've not tweeted since the 15th, so I'm going to let them off the fact that a couple of days ago I tweeted them and they didn't reply. And Maybe they don't want to come down the swings with me. Maybe they don't want to go to the Sea Life Centre for a nice afternoon. I don't know. That's up to them. It's a free liberal society. They're welcome to turn me down. That's okay. All I'm saying is it'd be a nice day out, you know? It's all I'm saying. Lobsters. Right, look, let's play some of this. This is uh, Black Nazareth by Billion. This is a... This is a boy, this tune. This is a... That's B-O-I. It's a fucking wee edgy boy, this one, eh, mad lad? Breakfast is a state of mind. Breakfast is a social construct, if you think about it. Although, I guess until we can survive without food, breakfast is an inevitability. It's worth a thought, though.
There's some interesting stuff in the chat here. Do pingers have nutritional value? I don't think they do. I genuinely don't think they do. That's why they're so effective as part of a uh, as part of a diet. Don't take drugs to lose weight. <laughs> a real colon loosener of a tune that's called Black Nazareth it's by Billion Uh, is it even someone else don't know Uh, it's on a record label Uh, yeah Good action. Pleased with that. Uh, someone says, bring back MDPV. That sounds like an STD you get from having sex on MDMA. Hey, hey. Lobsters. Right, look, what the what have we got? Hey, look, you can get the bloody, um, you can get the podcast on iTunes. That's a bit fun, isn't it? Look, um, here, look I'll even bring it up. Window capture. Uh, is that right? Will that do it? Come on. Where are we? iTunes. Oh, shit me. There it is, in all its fine freaking glory. Woohoo! Yeah, you can subscribe to it on iTunes. Either click the link in the description or just search for Coffee and Memes on iTunes. Oh, shit. They're all on there. They're getting updated daily. Subscribe to that. Download them all and tell your stepdads. Tell all of your stepdads. I don't care how many stepdads you've all got. Maybe you've got three or four. I don't know. Maybe you've got a harem of stepdads that look after you at the weekend. Maybe you've only got the one. Maybe he's nomadic. Maybe he's not. Right, look, let's get into some of this bloody, uh, you know, stuff. What have we got? Uh, I'll, let's get into long-legged, claggy wig. Nick Clegg takes over Facebook's head of global affairs. Right, imagine a night on the karate powder with long-legged, claggy wig and the zuck. Whoo, shit me. <laughs> That would be a wild party, I'm sure. Because uh, obviously the Zuck, he's got access to like everyone's messages. So presumably it'd just be, the game would be to fill him full of a, as much ching as it took to get him to go, all right, whose messages do you want to look into? Come on, your ex-missus, yeah? Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry you had to see that. Oh, that's not nice. Oh, she with, oh, he's your mate. Oh, oh, no. Oh, I don't think the consequences of looking into other people's messages are ever likely to be good. Um, whether or not you're Zuckerberg on the ching with Clegg. Clegg strikes me as more of a more of a downers kind of guy. I think he's more of a dinger than a pinger. That's my opinion. <laughs> His picture of him in the Metro, he looks like... <laughs> he looks stoned. He looks, he looks like he's trying to tackle a come down with the, with the herb. Um, 
That's what he looks like in my opinion. Let's uh, let's get him over onto the screen. Long-legged, claggy wag. He's happy to share his gear. Um, yeah, he, he always. He's, I reckon he's probably a nice guy. He was a useless, limp-wristed politician, but I don't know. Name a good politician. Good luck with that one. Um, certainly in the last, you know, 10 years in the UK, I don't think there's been anyone of note. Um, that's my political opinion these days. Do shit, aren't they? I've, I've gone full circle. All right, where are we? Long-legged, claggy wag. He likes to get on the gear. <laughs> he looks like... He's deep on the dingers. He's had like three Valium or something and a couple of whiskeys. And he's just like, hey, do you want to... Uh, uh, I'm working for Facebook now. Cool. It's <laughs> pretty cool. I can look into people's messages. I can look into their lives. Yeah, so I don't know about this whole politics thing. It just... I had a little go at it. I was a sort of... I wasn't prime minister as such, but I got to go around his house quite a lot. And, um... Yeah, so, um... Anyway, Rankin's not, not yielding quite as much banter out of this as he might have hoped. Uh, right, look, Cleggy, where you're taking up too much of the screen. Come on. Anyway, a bit, a bit smaller. There you go. <laughs> He's a good boy. Oh... He's a former political shyster. Right. Uh, Facebook has hired Nick Clegg as its new vice president for global affairs. Man, I bet you get some fucking Dwayne out of that. The former UK deputy prime minister will move to Silicon Valley. <laughs> We're going to America, Mr. Clegg. Uh, in January to lead their global affairs and communications team. I wonder what that involves. He said in the statement, I'm fucking made up about this. This is great. I'm going to make loads of coin. I'm going to look into people's messages. I'm going to fuck with their shit. I'm going to go I'm going to go to my ex's page and like loads of EDL pages and comment on loads of Britain first pictures saying, "Yeah, get them out. This is going to be hilarious." Ah, ha, ha. I'm going to destroy people's lives. This is not Clegg. You shouldn't be doing that. Just be nice. Just don't don't mess with people's shit. He said, I'm delighted to be joining Facebook after almost 20 years in European and British politics. This is an exciting new adventure for me. Yeah, I bet it is. How'd you land that one? Having spoken at length to the Zuck and Cheryl, Cheryl Sandberg, uh, over the last few months, I've been struck with their recognition that the company is on a journey which brings new possibilities, not only to the users of Facebook's apps, but to a society at large. I hope I will be able to play a role in helping to navigate that journey. We're, we're going to change the world by with fake news. The move comes amid political pressures on the company over data protection, fake news, and the threat of government regulation. However, long-legged Cleggywag said he hoped his background in British politics, his experience as a public person, uh, would help him in the role. Are we all public people? I mean, unless you don't leave the house. He added, Facebook, WhatsApp, Messenger... Oculus and Instagram are the heart of many people's everyday lives. I've not heard of four of them, but I've heard about Facebook and it seems like a cool idea. I'm keen to get involved and also I hear they just legalise the herb out in America. Hoo-wee! We gonna be high as a motherfucker. Smoke weed every day. Yeah, alright, that's as much uh, as you're gonna get out of long-leggy cleggy wag, I think. Maybe we'll see what he's up to in a couple of weeks. I mean, he's gonna start in January, isn't he? So maybe we could follow him. 
you know, I just keep tabs on him, see what he's gone. I mean, presumably he's on Facebook. I'm very keen to to join Facebook. I'll be signing up for an account on Monday. I'd uh, love to see what all the fuss is about. Oh, Clegg, you... you uh, um, right, okay, so what we got? Uh, Medica, uh, just because. This is on the Off The Grid EP. Uh, Me- uh, Medica and Collective. This is nice. It's got sort of a dub physics vibe to it. Um, I'm into it. It's a bit weird, but that's fine. Let's get Cleggy Wag off the screen. Change the Spotify playlist to the picture of Nick Clegg. Nick Clegg just lobstering it up hard. This is just because by Medica and Collective. Drums. Drums with me. No, 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 other drums. Naughty Tray Man in there. Drums with me. No, 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 other drums.
that's a hot bit of gear, that tune. I'm into that. No one saw the naughty train man coming from left field. Oof! Oh, fucking... Yeah, man. Damn. Uh, yeah, just because Medica and Collective, that's going to get played a few more times. So, fucking either like it or lump it, quite honestly. Uh, right, this is as good a time as any to shout out the VIP list. This is a list of bad motherfuckers that are supporting the show and the station as a whole on Patreon. They're donating $10 of their hard earned cash a month to help keep this crazy fucking roller coaster of insanity going. Uh, these bad motherfuckers are Nicholas Gonclaus, Tom Ryan, Reese Mosson, Oliver Hooper, Squidgy Beats, Parsons, Tony Hark, Paulie Hutton, Sierra and R, Michael Kaczynski, Matthew Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Colin Murphy, Sam Howard, Tony J, Richard Patterson, Jack Murphy, Tom Cam, Stephen Harris, Matthew Bullard, Zara Pickle, Jerome Van Thunderbird, Mike Pye. That is growing by the day. If you want your name on that list, head on over to Patreon. There's a link in the description of this video and on the website. Sign up. Also, of course, just while we're doing bloody, while we're doing the sales pitch, you can, these jumpers, I'm doing one run of them at the end of the week and then I'm never doing them again. So if you want one, you can find out how by joining the Threshold Lobster Crew Facebook group. Again, link to that is in the description of the YouTube video. That's how you find out. It's for Lobster Crew only. And uh, yeah. That's all I've got to say on the subject. Right, sex robot news. I'm gonna just gonna sing the jingle. Sex robots, sex robots, having sex with an inanimate object because you can't get a woman to fuck you. Sex robot news, sponsored by the Incel Clown Posse. Lobsters. Uh, world's first sex robot gets a Tinder profile. That's not the first one. Are they all these? Every single news story about sex robots says world's first on it. And it, 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 they can't all be the world's first. Uh, and it racks up an astonishing number of matches. <laughs> a filmmaker uploaded a sex robot to the dating app as an experiment for his new documentary and was shocked by the number of matches he got. The world's first sex robot has got its own Tinder profile. Uh, the cyborg, they could have, uh, they could have, they're missing tricks here. That could have been the erotic cyborg or the salacious cyborg, or you could have got a pun in there. You could have got an alliteration. Mirror online, you're letting your standards slip. When I get round to making that account to slag off that fucking whale, don't get me started. Uh, all, all hell's going to break loose. The cyborg racked up a staggering 92 matches in two hours. Jesus Christ. I was on Tinder for about a month and got about four matches. <sighs> Fucking, that's what people... This is what millennials want, though, isn't it? They want robots. They want robots to stick their dick in. They don't want real people. <sighs> Maybe if I just... My Tinder profile picture was just a fucking rampant rabbit or something. It would have got more, more bloody matches in my fat stupid face um maybe if i did that maybe mob tactics would go out with me who knows uh with more than half of them admitting they would at least consider having sex with it <laughs> filmmaker uh jimmy mahile uh, made the profile on the dating app as an experiment for his documentary called i want my sex machine <laughs> <laughs> the film focuses on sex robot brothels and examines the ethics of the robots in general. 
Jimmy, 34, was curious to see how many people would want to sleep with the robot. He contacted Matt McMullen. Oh, Matt McMullen, yeah, he's uh, from that. Look, you know, <laughs> this is the thing, is by constantly, by basically covering as many sex robot articles as I can for lols, I'm going to inadvertently become like a bit of an expert in the world of sex robots. I'm like, oh yeah, Matt McMullen, he's from the other guy. He has that guy, Dolbang, I fuck his... Uh, fuck his robots after death to test them out. Oh, it's just testing, isn't it? Uh, he, cre- he created the world's first commercially available sex doll called Harmony. Yeah, I know Harmony. Uh, and got his permission to post pictures of her on the app. Speaking to the Daily Star, <laughs> Jimmy revealed a whopping 56% of those polled said they would definitely or possibly sleep with Harmony. <laughs> he, he said, I posted three... Uh, what sort of accent do you think he, he'll have? Don't know. Uh, uh, probably West Country. I posted three photos of Harmony, including a description directly below that read, Hi, I'm an anatomically correct, sexually capable robot with the most advanced AI available. I'm on Tinder to find if guys are interested in me. I think he should have just done it. It should have, like... I mean, that's obvious, isn't it, that it's not a real person. I think just... Although, I don't know. That Facetune app, couple of couple of cycles through that, you'll make a human look like a sex doll. In one picture, the cyborg looks like a woman, uh, but the next snap shows the computer in her brain. Oh, that's a turn-off. <laughs> uh, he, he continued, I ran the experiment for two hours on a Friday night from 9 till 11pm on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. I swiped right uh, every guy that came up. In the two hours, I ran the experiment with Harmony. She racked up 92 matches. <sighs> Harmony is thick. Jesus. Like, not the proportions of a, of a human. Um, literally, the waist is like that. And then the bloody, uh, um, the, 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 you know, you know the bit like below the, with the top of the legs, yeah? You know that, that bit, yeah? We've all seen them. Yeah, it's, it's thick, two Cs. The real experiment, uh, the real experiment, though, uh, was when I replied to everyone Harmony matched with with one simple message, one question: uh, Would you have sex with a robot? Yes, no, or maybe. <laughs> Out of the 57, 25 people said they would have sex with a robot. 17 said that they would, and uh, oh, 25 people said they wouldn't have sex with a robot. 17 said they would, and 15 said maybe. That means 50%, 56% of daters, including yes and maybe responses, claim that they would consider having sex with a doll. End of the story. Uh, I mean, it's worth thinking about, isn't it? You know, if you're single and maybe it was for a laugh. I guess if you did it for a laugh, that makes it okay. Or you can pretend that you're a documentary filmer. Look, you know, right. Okay, sorry to pull the sort of, you know, pull the curtain away a little bit one with this one. Jimmy, fucking West Country Jimmy. Okay, so you're doing a you're doing a documentary called "I Want My Sex Machine." Oh, I know, I'm going to do a documentary about uh, these sex robots. They're a thing now, aren't they? Oh, and the sort of people that would want to want to do it. Um, I guess um, if I am making a documentary about it, I guess um, I, I probably should have a go on one though, shouldn't I? Just uh, you know, just to test. You know, I guess like I'd be like kind of like you know, like Louis Theroux, like when he gets involved with stuff, he uh, he he would do it, wouldn't he? And I guess I, I'm kind of like the new Louis Theroux in a way, so I probably should have sex with a sex doll. Uh, like maybe even a few times, uh, and maybe I'll just get one and have it with me, and to see how that goes. Look, I'm I, I am questioning his motives, uh, and uh, 
yeah, I think I think he's. <laughs> I don't know. He might be a decent guy. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna slander him on air uh, yet. We'll see how it goes. Uh, right. This is uh, Pixelated by Des McMahon. It's on Viper. It's uh, I like this a lot. Oh, it's loud. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I should change the Patreon goal to be enough to get a rent a sex robot for a week. I, I did confirm with my girlfriend. She said she would dump me if I ever slept with a sex doll. And I think that's fair enough. But a threes up, she'd be down for it. If you're watching this on YouTube and you haven't subscribed to my channel, please do and click the little uh, bell thing to get the notifications. I think it's called a bell, uh, bell end, I think. donate Bitcoin. Yeah? I'll get a wallet address. Sure. You can donate underpants, uh, plimsolls, anything.
Uh, that's Pixelated by uh, Des McMahon. Um, and it's on Viper. Uh, it's good. Someone on Twitter, uh, Jimmy Dents, big Jimmy Dents, uh, <laughs> sent me a uh, very uh, bizarre um, thing. His YouTube, uh, let's just get this into the Dropbox. Um, do, 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 da, da, da. Sorry, this is shit radio. Um, his YouTube feed um, appears to... <laughs> just let me get this up on the screen. Um, so, for anyone... Hold on. Uh, there. Right, so this is a screen grab on his phone of his YouTube feed. For anyone listening just on the podcast or on the radio, uh, the top video is a video about Trump, and Trump has both his hands up as fists, like he's going to do some fighting, and then below is me, and it says coffee and memes, and I've got both my fists up in the exact same way. Uh, there are, I mean, there are a lot of similarities between me and Donny T., uh, we're men, we're filthy rich, self-made men. He's not a self-made man. He's like, oh, my, my, my dad gave me a small loan of a million dollars. My Donald Trump impression's terrible. Uh, we're both complete cunts. No, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> I mean, I know I am. No, he is as well. Uh, anyway, do-do-do. Right, look, this is wild. Uh, woman threatened to knife baby on packed tube train after infant kicked her from pram. <laughs> Uh, now, that could be taken a few ways after infant kicked her from her pram. This could potentially insinuate that the woman was in the pram, <laughs> so the infant kicked her. Uh, but no, that is not the, uh, that is not the, the news story. Uh, Millicent Barnes, 22, of Peckham, from my ends, uh, allegedly demanded the little girl apologise, even though the child was only just learning how to speak. <laughs> Tell your kid to apologise to me. She can't talk. She's seven months old. Tell that bitch to say sorry. Uh, A woman threatened to knife a baby on a packed tube train after the 15-month-old kicked her from her pram. That's a horrendous thing to do. The picture of the girl, she doesn't look like the knifing type, I'll be honest. Um, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say she was just having a rough day. Millicent Barnes, 22... Um, is accused of screaming abuse at Geraldine Brannigan and demanding her daughter apologise despite the fact the child was just learning to speak. Um, Barnes from Peckham, London, allegedly became aggressive towards uh, Ms Brannigan and her family when they boarded the Central Line on July 18th this year at around 5.30 when the train was packed with rush hour commuters. Jesus, if you've ever been on the Central Line at half five in the evening, you will know it is absolutely hell on earth uh city of london's um city of london magistrates court heard that miss brannigan and seven other relatives had been out to celebrate her brother's graduation and it was so packed on the train that she and her mother had boarded at one end of the carriage while her father who was pushing the pram and other relatives got on and another as they got on mrs brannigan's baby kicked barnes from her buggy prompting barnes to start shouting and demanding an apology from it <laughs> it uh, the court was told. Um, they have given a very, very large zoomed-in picture on this woman's breasts uh, in the mirror. Like, it takes up, like, the entirety of the screen as you scroll past it. They're almost larger than actual size. Um, giving evidence from behind a screen, uh, Mrs. Brannigan said that, at first, 
Uh, all she could hear was raised voices from other family members saying she kicked the buggy. Uh, she said she heard a female voice shouting. She wanted it to apologise. And by the time she managed to squeeze to the other end of the carriage, Barnes was leaning into the buggy shouting. My daughter is a well-behaved little girl. She doesn't kick or punch. She was just sitting there like a normal child. She doesn't do anything out of the ordinary. She continued, perhaps not the best choice of words, but my mum said, shut your mouth. You're scaring the child. Mrs. Brannigan said she initially thought Barnes was mentally unwell or on drugs uh, because she was so loud and aggressive. Uh, don't know, maybe she was on a cocktail of meow, meow, um, and that uh, MDPV uh, stuff you get. Mrs. Bra- um, Barnes allegedly said to Brannigan's mother, don't tell me to shut my effing mouth. You're an old lady and you'll have an effing heart attack. You don't want to know what I have in my bag. Whoa. Um, what do you think she's got in there? Sandwich? Don't know. Philofax? Large telephone? Uh, wallet full of just loads of stuff. Too much stuff, like old train tickets, loyalty cards from, like, about a million different places. Like, how fucking loyal are you if you've got a law to cover everywhere? Uh, she added, I felt like it was becoming a life-or-death situation. Oh, no, hold on. It's, uh, I've skipped ahead. Uh, Miss Brannigan said... She said she didn't give an F about the child and she'll stab it. (sighs) Fucking Nora. Like, what's happened to you in your life that has brought you to the point whereby you're threatening to stab a child? That's awful. She added, it felt like it was becoming a life or death situation. You don't deal with things like this every day, so I felt vulnerable for my daughter. Uh, the uh, The complainant said that she pulled out her phone to try and call the police. Uh, but that she st- she started filming when she realised she had no signal. Mrs. Brannigan said Barnes kept trying to push her hands away to prevent her from getting a clear shot. She was shouting, record me, record me. I don't give a fuck about the police, record me. Lobsters. Um, there was no reasoning with this individual. Uh, my, my daughter was screaming now. Fortunately, a member of the public jumped in saying, you need to stop, the child is scared. She said a male... Uh, who was with Barnes, told her she doesn't give a, f- a fuck about the child and she'll stab it. Jesus, what? Like, And then just someone's backing her up. Yeah, she will stab the kid. <laughs> She's horrendous. Like, she doesn't look like a, like a stabby person as well in the pictures. I mean, she looks a bit angry, <laughs> uh, but doesn't... I don't know. And he said, all you need to do is get the child to apologise. I explained to her that she can't say sorry. She's too small. She continued, at this point, the defendant is still ranting and raving. She makes a comment that she is going to stab the child and make a suggestion that she's uh, she's going to go into her bag. Whether she was scaremongering, I don't know. Mrs. Brannigan said that when the train stopped at St. Paul's Station, she yelled from the train to people on the platform, she's going to stab my child. Uh, I just stood there instead of being a good parent and grabbing Barnes. I don't know why I didn't. Uh, the complainant said a member of staff helped her and her family got off. Uh, anyway, she Barnes denies one count of using threatening words or behaviour with intent to cause alarm or distress. The trial continues. Da-da-da. Lobsters. Yeah, uh, that story could have been about a third of the size, but hey, you know, what are you going to do? I'd, yeah, don't go around threatening to stab toddlers. Don't stab toddlers. Just be nice to toddlers generally. I know they're annoying. 
but uh, just no need to get all stabby. I think just in general, just I think actually I'm going to broaden that to not just toddlers, just to anyone. Don't stab people. I think that's good. Uh, I think that's a sort of good rule to live by. Live by. Uh, unless they're trying to stab you, maybe. I don't want to get into the complexities of uh, of this, really. It's, it's, now is not the time nor the place. Uh, just trying to have a laugh. Right. Uh, this is called Gloop. It's by Quartz. It's a bit weird. I like it. Oh, Jesus. What's going on in the chat? I've seen the people in the chat have taken the side of the aggressor in this situation, not the side of the baby. Tom Cam's in the chat, late as ever. <laughs> you in the chat. Can't even threaten to stab a toddler these days. This political correctness has gone mad.
This is Gloop, it's by Quartz. It's nice. Reese has given us a solid three and a half Lobsters. out of five, which is not bad. I think it's good. I don't know if anything's ever had a five Lobsters. out of five. Seven out of ten hard wells, that's not bad. I'd give it four Martins out of Garrett's. Alright, alright, alright. That's on warm communications. That's a hot joint right there. A hot joint. Uh, Martin Garrix, I don't know whether or not you're aware, he's the best DJ in the whole world. Like the best, uh, the currently, like of all the alive DJs in the whole world. I mean, there's loads of them, like really loads. Some of them have been doing it for ages as well. He's actually not been doing it that long, but he's the best DJ in the world, in the whole world, like the, across the whole flat earth, Martin Garrix, uh, young lad, he's the best one. He's the best one. He, he's won the DJ Mag uh, Top 100 DJs poll three times in a row now. And I mean, if that ain't a clearer representation of who is the best, most talented, most gifted, absolutely most accomplished, best DJ in the whole world, then, you know, I don't know what is, really. I mean, you know, forget... <laughs> you know, forget your Scratch DJs. Forget DJ Shadow. You know, forget DJ Yoda. Forget, you know... Uh, <laughs> you know, forget Mixmaster Mike. Forget him. Martin Garrix, best DJ in the whole world. Uh, Martin Garrix took the number one spot at the DJ Mag Top 100 uh, DJ's Awards Ceremony at AMF Festival during ADE on Saturday. Uh, you can check out the 17 snaps from the party below. Cheers, DJ Mag. Wow, I'll be sure to do that. Over 1.2 million votes in this year's poll, an increase of nearly 200,000 from last year. Votes came in from all across the flat earth. Uh, in the top 10, there isn't a great deal of movement. Oh, that's a shame. Belgian brothers Dimitri Vegas and Like Mike, uh, they're the highest group. Uh, they hold steady at number two. Uh, while Hardwell, former best DJ in the world, uh, leapfrogs over Armin van Buren to claim the number three spot, despite, or perhaps because of, announcing he's stopping touring for an indefinite period. Uh, ASOT man Armin, of course, remains the highest trance DJ at number four. He hasn't finished out of the top four in the last 13 years. David Guetta has had a good year, jumping back two places to number five, overtaking Tiesto in the process. But the big news in the top ten is Don Diablo, jumping four places to claim the number seven spot and cementing his place in the big leap, claiming the highest future house DJ award in the process. Afrojack and Marshmello hold steady at number eight and ten, respectively, while Oliver Heldens, who slid out of the top ten last year, jumps back to finish in ninth place. 
Steve Aoki slips down two places to number 11, while a bigger surprise in the top 10 is the Chainsmokers, sliding down from number 6 last year to this year's number 31. Lobsters. Oh, dearie, dearie me, Chainsmokers. Unlucky. Maybe you should switch to vaping. Maybe you want to keep up with the millennials. Um, there are half a lot of people I've never heard of in this uh, top 100 DJs. There were some people called like Swanky Beats, uh, Spunky Beats or something. They looked weird. They looked like a David Brent tribute act. Uh, the Datweekers. They had sunglasses on. They're cool dudes. Um, Headhunters. And, uh, Vanilli. Uh, Quintino. Bassjackers. Vanilli. Freddy La Pum Pum. Uh, Minky Lemisky. Uh, Niv Niv, um, Bunko, uh, Laraz, uh, Jim Jim, uh, Big Danny Poo Poo. I don't know any of these people. <laughs> they sound like trauma based DJs to me. Andy C was in there at like fucking 97 or something. It's absolutely ridiculous. Forget Andy C double dropping the nine with everything. Forget Mampy Swift double dropping it with more, more than one thing at the same time. Forget that. A, a bloody, bloody Garrox. Number one. Best DJ in the world. Anyway, more Martin Garrett's news. Martin Garrett's responds to alleged tear gas incident at Amsterdam show. No, people were just crying with how awful your fucking music was. Martin Garrett's has released a statement following reports that tear gas was let out at one of his shows at ADE. Fans online have been sharing reports that gas was released. Um, maybe that could have been you'd run too many pingers and you're just farting very badly. Uh, a common pickpocketing tactic to cover for thieves, as well as pepper spray being used on the audience too. <sighs> the fucking music is like a sonic equivalent of pepper spray. Jesus. The EDM star who won the DJ Mag Top 100 poll for being the best DJ on planet Earth for the third year in a row responded to the incident with a statement on Twitter saying... I was, uh, 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 I was shocked by the incident last night, and I find it incomprehensible that the people do this kind of thing. The team is committed to ensuring the safety of our lives. Last night was one of the most special performances I've ever done. It was really special. My mum said it was amazing, and I'm really looking forward to more, one more time this afternoon. Uh, one member of the Martin Garrix forum on Reddit, Jesus, there's a Martin Garrix forum, said, jewellery from several people was stolen at the show. A famous wobbly uh, at a wave happened two years ago when Kerry Chandler's record bag. I'm definitely more concerned about that than uh, anything to do with Martin Garrix, to be honest. It was stolen from London Club Phonox. Uh, yeah, probably no, not much more banter to be gleaned out of that story anyway. Oh, Martin Garrix is the best DJ in the world. He's better than you. If you're a DJ, Garrix is better than you. That's worth thinking about, isn't it? Fuck my old boots. What's this? Oli- this is Oliver Ferrer. Ferrer. Fucking hell. I'm only going to play people that I, whose names I, I know. This is called Feeling Love. It's a nice bit of gear. Uh, I think Excision was like 99 or something. Feeling love, 
I've used that sample. Mr. Merck. Speaking of Andy, his Rampage set was tops. Can we listen to on YouTube? I swear he now only drops two tunes at a time nowadays. Oh, Andy's really let himself go these days. He's only dropping two tunes at once. Uh, it's Oliver Ferrer. It's called Feeling Love. It's a nice tune, that. I'm a fan. Uh, Pornhub grants scientists uh, 25 grand to study effects of watching adult films. Woo-hoo! Pornhub is best known for porn, uh, with the site visited nearly 30 billion times last year, according to an internal report. However, the Canadian company has previously uh, pursued philanthropic ventures. Uh, now it looks like they're trying their hand at a bit of academia. The largest pornography site in the world uh, made the Pornhub Sexual Wellness Grant available in March, and thousands of keen wankers applied for research grants. Uh, the grant was ultimately awarded to the University of Kansas uh, psychology professor 
Omri uh, Gilath, uh, who is a self-professed massive wanker, uh, and collaborators, Dr. Aterrett, uh, Gewertz, Maiden, and doctoral candidate, Katie Adams. Uh, the aim of the study will be to assess the short and long-term effects of daily porn consumption. Speaking to Inverse, uh, Dr. Gilath said, Porn is becoming a part of the mainstream. We don't tend to look too much on the consequences. Some of what Pornhub is trying to do now is making sure that it's treated seriously and its role in society. It's entertainment, sure. It's a source of arousal, of course. But it's also an educational source. If you've ever wondered what it might look like to have multiple penises in a person at the same time, then porn is obviously going to be the first place you would look. If you ever, if you ever wonder what it looks like to have... <laughs> Uh, to have a group of women all urinating onto a young man's face. Then then look no further than Pornhub. There are 150 different videos showcasing what that might be like. The research will the research will take place over the next 18 months and will consist of three separate studies. Corey Price, vice president of Pornhub, uh, said the company was happy to be supporting Dr. Gillis' research. Speaking to Inverse, he said, He remains dedicated to uncovering more detailed information on the consumption of adult entertainment and its effects, and we're happy to champion his endeavours. He is, of course, a massive wanker, and we love him for it. Bourne has been widely criticised for having negative impacts upon sexual relationships with groups like Fight the New Drug campaign, campaigning to raise awareness of its harmful effects. Uh, however, Gillith said a lot of research previously has been skewed by negative bias, where he aims to reveal both the positive and negative effects. This is true. Generally, your porn research is done by like conservative Christian groups who uh, are already already they know it's bad. Hey, look, it must be bad. It's porn, uh, the dreaded prawn. So they do a study to like, all right, let's see how bad we can make it. And I mean, that's not a great way to approach a study. A little bit bias. Or the studies are done by the porn industry who have a bias on the other side. So there aren't any actual really particularly decent studies on it. Listen to a podcast. Uh, he said, for many years, there were a lot of researchers with a negative bias coming into the area and almost forcing their negative bias on the research of porn. One of the options is that maybe people are consuming porn instead of sexual activity with a partner, and that would fit into the overall tendency of having less sex and getting married less, and so on. People need to do more fucking, said David Gillith. <laughs> uh, no, he didn't. Probably not. Hey, look, let's play one more jam, and then we'll get out of here, and uh, we can all go back to our wives. Okay, this is, um, what are we going to go for? Um, yeah, let's do it. Let's do this current value bit. Current value and lockjaw. It's called passing. It's naughty.
remember you can now subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. There's a link at the top of the YouTube video and I'll put it on the website. That's a fucking shoe thrower. Certified shoe thrower, giving it four out of five. Right, that is Locked on Current Values called Passing. Uh, That's great. I'm a fan. I'm pleased with it. I think they've done very well. They, they, they just, you know, they're just, they're just doing great stuff, aren't they? They're just, just, you know, they're just like using all of their creative energy, uh, and they're they're really directing it in in a positive direction, you know, and they're really putting their hearts and souls into something constructive, you know, rather than like hanging around, you know smoking or like taking meow meow which is just such a drain on society man so to really funnel all of that 
energy into something as positive as that record. I think it's incredible. Uh, right, look, I'll just leave you with the VIP list here. It's Nicholas Gonclaus, Tom Ryan, Reese Martin, Oliver Hooper, Squidgy Beats, Parsons, Tony Hart, Polly Hutton, Sierra and R, Michael Kaziski, Matthew Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Carl Murphy, Sam Howard, Tony J, Richard Patterson, Jack Murphy, Tom Cam, Stephen Harris, Matthew Bullard, Zara Pickle, Jerome Van Thunderbook and Mike Pye. That's Thunderbart, not Thunderbook. I almost did it. Almost. Maybe tomorrow. Who knows? If this list gets much longer, though, I won't stand a fucking chance. Please, if you want to support on the Patreon, that'd be amazing. Uh, and uh, if you want one of these, join the Lobster Club, uh, the Lobster Crew. And I'm doing one run of them at the end of the week. Got orders in already. You're all wonderful. I love you all. I'm gonna, I reckon I can get some stickers and some other stuff made in time. Uh, seeing as if I'm going to send these off for print on Friday, they're going to take a couple of days to print anyway. So I'll be able to get some stickers and some other things. Maybe I'll put like a lock of my hair into each one. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Or I could do a drawing. Um, maybe if uh, maybe I'd do a drawing of Martin Garrix. Be pretty cool, wouldn't it? He's the best DJ in the world. Don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, he scores 10 Lobsters. out of 10 on the DJ ability scale, on the DJ ability spectrum. Um, he's high in openness, uh, he's high in conscientiousness and high in DJ ability. Oh, God, he's a social construct. I hate him. No, I love him. Do I? I think I, probably both. Is it possible to love and hate a man at the same time? Who knows? Anyway, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the Threshold channel in case we ever fucking need it. Just subscribe to stuff. Subscribe. There is a... I'm going to update the Spotify playlist. If you go down to the uh, bottom of the details on the YouTube, there's a link to the Spotify playlist with all the tunes that I play on it. Right, I love you all. All of you. Every single one of you. I've, I've, I've got nothing but love for you bad motherfuckers. Don't let your memes be dreams. Increase the peace. Just fucking get out there and sling dick, man. Like, you've only got one life. You've only got... You've, only, you've got today... And I don't know, maybe you've got 10 good summers left. Who knows? You've, there's not enough, you know, there's, there's, there's not enough hours in the day. So use the hours in the day you have to go out and do something fucking meaningful with your lives. Just go out there and start slinging dick. I mean that in a positive sense, not so much just the shagging. But the shagging is part of it, a part of a positive and meaningful experience in life. You know, be nice to each other. Go and help someone. Go and do something to make someone else feel good. It'll make you feel good in the process. Even if it's ultimately a selfish act to make you feel good, someone else feels good by proxy. It's fine. I don't know. Go out there. Go to the gym. Go and eat something nice. Eat some meat. Eat some vegetables. Do whatever makes you feel good as long as it doesn't fuck over other people. That's it. That's all I've got to say. Go and have a nice one. I'm going to go to jiu-jitsu and strangle people. <laughs> Lots of love. I'll see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Uh, God bless. Bye, Threshold. Bye-bye.